today, state of the church. And uh, basically, if you're new since last January when we did this, we just, or I as the pastor, we just pull back the pages of the church and we let you look in. We're the church. We just, we get very transparent. You see everything that's going on, everything that happened last year, everything that's happening now, and, and a vision for what God has ahead. And so uh, today I'm going to use a lot of slides uh, to show you a whole lot of numbers. And when I show you these numbers, I want you to understand something that in no way, in no way, am I exalting myself or this church above the name that is above every name. What you see behind me on this screen, it has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with this building, it has everything to do with the power of a living God and His Holy Spirit that is not done moving and changing lives in this earth. And so you're going to see a lot of numbers. We're, I, I, I believe that we are a really, really good church, but no way are we a perfect church, okay? Um, we still get in our own way. <laughs> We do, okay? We don't do it intentionally, but we do get in our own way sometimes. And we're quick to catch it, God's quick to show it, and we're quick to do something about it. And so I hope we always stay that way. So I want to show you some stuff from last year, 2016, uh, what, what, where, what God did and what he's doing today and what he's going to do. First slide you'll see, our first uh, information you're going to see uh, behind me is new members, uh, people always ask me all the time about new members. Uh, these are the folks that have joined our church in 16. There's 70 individuals representing 27 families. And, uh, you know, we're always pumped about that and excited about that. Uh, basically, every other week, we've had a family join our church. Uh, we've had runs where we've had them, we averaged them one a week uh, added to our church. And so we're very excited about that. Second slide is this, baptisms. Love those. 41 baptisms uh, total last year. And I love the next stat, 13 over 18. That right there, not that the 41 is not important. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you something about a church. When you're baptizing people over 18, that's a move of God going. It, it's, it's hard when you're over 18 you're kind of setting your ways. You're kind of doing your thing. You kind of deem yourself as best thing since sliced bread and peanut butter. And it's hard to move a person after 18. They get locked down pretty good. But we've been blessed that the power and the Spirit of God is so thick in this place that there have been men and women that are moved even late in life. And that's hard to do today, okay? The world has got its fingers deep in people. And so when they can see themselves... And they can see Jesus and what he did for them and change a life after 18. That's a big deal. And so we're very excited about that. Next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, by the way, um, we're going to baptize uh, next Sunday. There's 10 folks or 10 people going to be baptized. Eight of those uh, schedules fit for next week. And we're going to baptize on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you can't see it, but there's a baptismal right over there in that corner. Y'all couldn't see it. <laughs> thought I'd point it out because you'll be here for about five years before you see that. All right. It's black. It's hiding back there. It's portable. We're going to pull it out here, fill it up with water, and we're going, to, we're going to do it at the beginning of the service next week. So be here for that. You get baptized on Super Bowl Sunday, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Amen? <laughs> That's pretty cool. I don't care what the score is later. That'd be cool. So uh, 
Uh, third slide is this, or third information I want to show you is giving. Giving's a big deal. Uh, 338 individuals or families are, are, is what makes up the giving pool here. That's a big number for me. I don't, the, the big number of total amount of money is, is cool. Pastors always know that. But what I always talk to Ray about is the volume. I always want to know volume. How much skin is in the game? How many people are buying into what God's doing here? How many people are helping a pool? That's a big deal because churches that get in trouble have about three or four big givers that keep you afloat. Well, God help us if one of those three go away or two of those three go away, a church in trouble. What I love about this place is there's a whole bunch of people that are pulling the same direction. The enemy hates it. But God loves it. And there's power in that. And I pray if you're not involved in that, if you're not a part of that body, that big, big group pulling, just jump in, man. Just jump in somewhere and then let God grow it, okay? Just start. Just jump out there and say, this year we're going to start giving on consistently. It may not be a tenth yet, but we're going to start giving. I promise you God will blow you away with what he does, okay? So if you're not one of those 338, jump in and become that. Next year, we'll make it 350, 375, all right? So a uh, beautiful number. Next is this. This is uh, tithes and offerings last year. This is, uh, that's the total amount of money given last year. That's a bunch of money. A million two hundred thirty-nine five forty-two. That's just what's been given. That's what's the total of 52 Sundays added up. Okay, that's what you guys did uh, for us. As a matter of fact, it really wasn't even 200 and I mean, it wasn't even 52 Sundays. It was technically 50 Sundays. Um, and so that that's pretty incredible. All right. That's a pretty incredible stat. And that is a, a big thank you goes to you guys for your faithfulness and your commitment. But but again, the praise and honor goes to the king. Uh, God did great things. Now, let me show you the manger offering. This is manger offering. We did that de- December 18th. That's the manger offering, 186825 What's real cool about that number is 123000 of that, plus a little bit, came in that one Sunday. That's, that's a big Sunday. All right? That's a big Sunday. I think we, need, uh, we might need to call in some security to walk that manger back over to the office next year. That's a bad day right there, you know. Hmm, talking about a hit. So, uh, might get more out of that than Pagasac. So, uh, but, uh, sorry. But that's a big number right there, you know what I mean? And so, that, that's pretty incredible. And, and, and let me say something about the manger offering. People absolutely love the manger offering. I, I just want to tell you all that. They love to see the whole body get up and move and come by that manger. That, that is a powerful statement. And that, the outward visible of that is such a kick in the teeth to the enemy. <laughs> I'm just telling you. He hates that. Because what the enemy would want is about 100 people to come by and 300 to sit. They're like, I ain't into this. I don't like this. I don't like the way they do their money. I don't like that. I ain't into this money stuff. Let's just have church. Be quiet. You're so spiritual. So... <laughs> You're overly saved. So what I love is that everybody is part of that. That's beautiful. And the enemy hates that. He hates a unified body. I'm telling you, anything unified has power. And the church, when it's unified, is a powerful, powerful mechanism. And that's a beautiful thing, and so I praise you for that. This is the total last year giving um, 
All, both those added together. 1,426,367. That's what you gave last year total. That's, that, that is some kind of impressive. And I praise you for that. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that, church. That allows us to do incredible things. I mean, that, I mean, that, that just allows us. And understand something. The budget of that year was 860000 We made budget Labor Day weekend. That's, that's weird and unheard of, okay? Now, you can do it again. I don't mind being weird in that area. But, but what I'm saying is that's unusual, okay? And it's not that our budget's little bitty. We're like, we need to get a bigger budget, preacher. Well, we have a big budget. We just have a bigger God, okay? And he just trumped it. He just said, you're not going to, don't worry about it. I got this. And, man, every week it's been the same way. Fourth thing is this. I want you to see this. Remember 2016, we did life groups on Sunday morning. We had those four rooms over there that we did life groups in. When we were doing that, uh, we had, uh, do I have that slide? There you go, boys. All right. Uh, let me give you this that first. When we were doing that, there were about 85 to 90 people, or 90 adults, not counting preschool children youth. This is just an adult count. We had about 85 to 90 adults that were involved in what we call Sunday school or life groups on Sunday morning. Okay? Now, you know we had to, we kind of dynamited that in November when that building went away and in, 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 in everything. So, so what we did from that, we resurrected home-based life groups, okay? And, and what you see behind me is what's happening right now. So we went from four groups over there to 12 groups now, and from about 85 to 90 people to 258 going right now, okay? That, that's beautiful, man. That's gorgeous. I'm believing for 400 by Christmas. So if you're not involved in a life group, a home-based life group, and you want to be, Michael Carter, right down here, he's doing a terrific job with home-based life. I mean, a really good job, and I, and I praise him for that, okay? Get, get with Michael and say, Michael, we need a home group. We need a, we need a group to meet with. Where's a group for us? Where's a group that fits our age group? Where's a group that's by our house? Where's a group that we can do life with? Michael, we'll put you in one, okay? And I'm believing God. We're going to have 400 adults in life groups by Christmas. That, that would be really cool. And so that's what God's doing through that. We're excited about that and very happy about that. That's some new stuff going on. The life group's new. Next thing is new is this. Uh, student pastor. Joe, throw that up there. We, we have taken care of the student pastor job. It's sealed, done. It hasn't been delivered, but it's sealed, okay? We will deliver the youth pastor, okay, or the student pastor, to the church on February 12th. We'll introduce him, okay? The youth already, uh, they already know. Sorry, it came off my ear. They already know. I met with them Wednesday night and, and talked about it, okay? Uh, this, the, the, the student pastor will be with the staff on February 6th. On that Monday, he will be at our staff meeting. That Wednesday night, the 8th, he will be back over with the youth. He won't teach that night. He just wants to be there with them, okay? And then after it's all over, he'll meet with all the youth workers and everything like that. So that youth pastor position has been taken care of. We got great youth, and we got a great, great guy coming to lead them. And I'm very pumped about that. So, so um, you'll, be, you'll be meeting him and his family real soon. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that. Next thing is this. New building. You know, next door is going a new building. Um, preschool, office suites, a combination of the two. Uh, you guys got that drawing? There you go. All right. That's, the, that's kind of the front. Now, understand, we'll change that a little bit. But, 
But that's kind of the front. We also put that back there if you want a real close look at it. Uh, so what you're seeing is you're seeing the front of the office, and behind it is the, is the preschool. That's the uh, preschool area right there. You see all the different rooms. You probably can't read the numbers. Trust me, it's a big old building. That's the office suite. Uh, that's what you walk into for the new office. Trust me, that little house right there. <laughs> Woo, we way done on that. Okay. Next Sunday, I'll be here nine years. I'm in that house for nine years. Okay. Nine years. That's the longest I've been in any house. All right. <laughs> that thing, I, we are so outgrown that place. People walk in and go, oh my gosh, you really do store your boxes in your bathtub. Yes. I'm not kidding. We do. We don't have any room, all right? And so we need an office, and we need a, What's going to be really cool for the staff, they're going to get to come in on Monday, and they're not going to have to ask this question. So where are we meeting for staff? That's what we do every Monday because we don't know where we're meeting. Sometimes in here, sometimes back there. We used to meet over there. Man, we meet everywhere. Now we have a conference room. We have a meeting location that never changes. That's pretty cool. That's real cool. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that, that show, uh, Christmas vacation, when that guy said, that's an RV, my brother gave it to me, and that little girl told the, what's his name, Chevy Chase, said, I, I like your house, because every morning when I get up, it's in the same location. <laughs> so, we're going to get to have staff meeting in the same location every time. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, very excited about that. Uh, the total cost of the building behind me, or that, those plans, is a million dollars, okay? Uh, we're gathering a lot of the bids right now. You'll see all the slab and all that stuff happen in February. We hope to see the steel by about spring break, uh, and then you'll start seeing it go up. Um, that's a million-dollar building. Now, here's the cool part about what's happening. Because of the health last year and because of the manger offering this year, the finance committee has tucked 400000 aside. So we have already 400 of the million uh, dollars, okay? We will begin the construction and pay all the initial bills uh, or invoices out of that 400000 that's in our checking account. Why? Well, I don't want to pay interest on something. Amen? That's just wasting money. So if we got $400,000, we are going to use it. And then we roll the bank and get a bank loan for 600000 And if we need to use it, we will use it. We'll use it to do the construction. But then when we roll a permanent, we, we, it may or may not be there. Because we're believing that by the time the year ends this year, for the manger offering and any overage that we are, we think out of that remaining $600,000, we are going to be able to put down about half more of that, which is $300,000, and we may only finance $300,000. And so that means in 2018, that's all we make. And then by the time we make payments all of 18 and take a manger offering at the end, I, I'm believing that by the end of 18, that whole thing's gone, just gone. I mean, we, we, you, we'll use a bank for one year. They will love us. That's a great church, all right? I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not making any money on you if you use it for a year, okay? But that's how we love to do stuff because we believe that debt-free honors God and that we want to remain debt-free, okay? We want to do everything debt-free. We will not build the worship center to the north of this building with a note on the, on the books. There's no way. Uh, there's no way I would do that. I want that thing done before we ever do the other. And so we're believing that uh, God's going to do that. So what we'll do next Sunday is we'll, we'll, we'll have to get a motion from the church 
on, on, on entering into the million dollars for the construction. And then we will also get, get uh, a vote on the $600,000 loan if we need to go get that at the bank. But we'll do that next week. So here's what I want you to do between now and then. If you've got questions regarding that amount of money, the plans, any of that stuff, if you'll see me or any of the finance committee, we'll answer those questions. But next Sunday we will as a church, need to vote in that, and we'll do that next Sunday, all right? So those are all the numbers uh, of what God is doing, and uh, I, I don't know that, somebody said, which one of the numbers is the coolest? <laughs> They're all cool, okay? I loved every one of them, and here's what I love the most about it. If you remember, in the midst of all of that, at the beginning, well, really in August for us, but September for the church, the enemy took a blow and hit us, he hit us as hard as he could possibly hit us. He hit us right at the top. The pastor and his wife, hit his wife, hit us as hard as he could hit us. Did he stagger us? Mm-hmm. Did we wobble? Mm, did we wobble? All right. Did it take our breath away? It did. All right. But after we gathered ourselves, we just looked at each other and we said, God's got this. And I'm telling the enemy, people say, well, well, I believe what God is doing in 17 is going to be, I mean, he is absolutely going to do something new that he's never done before, and it's going to be over the top. He said, well, how do you know that? I'll tell you how I know that, because I was sitting in that room when the enemy took the biggest blow he's ever taken in my life, and he hit me so stinking hard, it almost knocked me out. And if he's going to hit me that hard, I know what's coming is going to be even better. And so the enemy tried to steal it, and he didn't steal it, okay? My wife, my wife is watching the service from that little computer right there. And I'm going to tell you, she's probably back there going, tears in her eyes going, amen, amen, amen. He hit me right in the stomach, and he didn't get us. He didn't get us. He took a blow, but he didn't get us because my God's bigger than that, all right? And so I know what's coming is going to be great because the enemy hit me so stinking hard. He tried to take us out so we wouldn't see it. And this church did not miss a beat, You'd have walked in here in October, November. You'd have never known the battle that that pastor and his wife were going through. Because you're a great church. You're a powerful church. You're a unified church. You're a mighty church who serves a unified, powerful God. And you never took your eyes off the king. Never took them off. All right? This church was never built around me and Melissa, and it never will be. It's always been around Christ. And that's why this church is so special. All right? Now, enough of that. Let's go to Scripture. Isaiah. I want you to go there and see this real quick. Enough of numbers. All right, let's get to the word, all right? Isaiah 43, I want you to look at verse 19 through 21. This is us. Isaiah 43, 19 through 21. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in a desert and streams in the wasteland. Verse 20, the wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. I want you to see something. God is doing a new thing. He's doing it new. He's doing it right in our midst. He's doing it right now, and he's been doing it. I believe he began doing it in September. I believe the swell and the roar began in September. 
right at the greatest hit and punch from the enemy gift. God said, watch this. I'm about to trump that sucker. He ain't no way. And he did. He said, there's no way. You're not taking, you're not getting that church. You're going to. You, you don't woke up a giant. You don't even know what. You opened up a can, and it's about to get all over you. You should have never picked on that church. You're going to wish you had never knocked on that door. Amen? I mean, I'm going to sound like Coach Thomas. I mean, you're going to wish you had never messed with this church, all right? You n- never, because when you mess with this church, you, all you did is make it stronger. All you did is make it unified more. All you did was bring out the best in it. I believe we saw the best, and I believe we're going to see the best of the church. I believe God's going to do, God is doing a great thing. But here's the key. There's one word I want you to see right here. See. See. See, some of us in here can't see it. You're like, preacher, I'm all about what you're saying, but (laughs) I'm really not into this. I don't want to see it. I'm in the same old place it was in October. (laughs) I'm sorry for you. I really am. I'm not sorry you were born. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry you're in the condition you are, all right? But I'm going to tell you if, you, if you'll open your spiritual eyes, you'll see it. But get, get, listen, these things are fail you. <laughs> Amen. They'll fail you. I mean, like Paxson. I mean, I, trust me. You wait till you get older. Them, them restaurants print all those menus smaller ink. I, they do. They change their font after 50. They, they, they give you a total different menu. A- they see AARP walk in, and they go, give them this menu. All right? And then them receipts, I don't know what I'm tipping today. I, I mean, I may be the best tipper there is. I don't know if that's an eight or a three. I don't have any idea. But I'm telling you, your eyes will fail you, man. All right? Your, your physical eyes will let you down every time, but your spiritual eyes will always see what God's doing. You've got to see what he's doing. He's doing a new thing. There's a new breath across this place. There he is. There he is. You felt it this morning. You felt it. And it's only gaining speed, man. It's only gaining speed. You see, he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And I love what he says in the end. Now. <laughs> oh, I, I want to see him doing it. Oh, don't worry. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. But then he asks a question. Do you perceive it? He asks you, do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see what God's doing? Do you feel what God's doing? He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And why is he doing it? It's pretty simple. Verse 21 tells us that they, the church, may proclaim my praise. That's why I'm doing it. Not to exalt any man nor a building or a campus or a church. I am doing it to exalt me. That's why he's doing it. It's kind of cool that he read, that Paxton read Psalm 150. In my notes it says, Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right? He peeking at my notes. Worship guys, I do that, man. All right? He really didn't see it because I wrote it this morning. He didn't see that. All right? But, but, but that's why he's doing it. We don't, it's not about us. It's about him. He is the reason that we do what we do. I want you to look over to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Almost done. Hang tight. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go 
for us. And I said, here am I. Send me. Mm. Let me ask you a question. Did God direct his call to Isaiah specifically? Did he really? Did he call Isaiah? Did he speak that? Did he say that directly to Isaiah? God did not. He wasn't even talking to Isaiah. God did not direct his call to Isaiah. Isaiah overheard God saying, Who will go with us? See, Isaiah is just passing along. And God's speaking this. And Isaiah heard it. And he said, Here I am. Send me. Send me. See, that's what's going on right now. God's doing a new thing. And some people see it. They perceive it. And God's saying, who's going to go? And right now he's listening. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Hey, Lord, will you send me? Send me. Why don't you listen to this? Whether I hear God's call or not depends on the condition of my ears and the condition of my eyes. And exactly what I hear or see depends on my spiritual attitude. You need to hear that. What I see or hear of God depends totally on the condition of my ears and the condition of my eyes and my spiritual attitude. See, he's speaking it. He's speaking it. It's not a select few. It's not the chosen frozen. Mm-mm. It's not, man. He's saying it out there. He's saying it. He's saying, who sees what I'm doing? Who will step up and be a part of it? Listen to me. I don't want to miss a thing God has in 17. Nothing. And I pray every day that my ears are open and my eyes are open and my heart is open to what God has. Because he's doing it. He's doing it. You can see it if you look with the right eyes. You can hear it if you hear with the right ears. And if your attitude of your heart is right, oh, my friends, he will bless you, change you, and you will be a part of what God's doing. I don't want to be on the sideline watching. Oh, man. No way. I don't want to be riding by. I, that, there's no. Who? I don't want to be at a parade on the sideline. I want to be in the fire truck. I want to be up there with Santa Claus. I want to be in there. I want to hang out. I'm like, watch them all go by. And you know what you think as a kid? How you get in there? Don't you? Y'all were kids once. Didn't you say that? Wouldn't it be cool to ride in there? I want to ride in there. I want to ride in there. Them little scooters, they ride. I want to ride on one of them. I mean, some kids, they just walk right out in the street. Like, I guess if you run over them, they have to be in it, you know? I mean, you want to be in it. I'm asking you, as a church body, to jump in on what God's doing. Jump in. Henry Blackaby, some of y'all know Henry Blackaby. He wrote a book called Experiencing God. That was the discipleship manual forever. 
Everything been written runs through it. He said this in that book. Find where God's working and join him. Mm. Find where God's moving and get in on it. Find where God's spirit is doing a new thing and get in there. Please, I'm asking you, if your ears aren't where they need to be, get them where they need to be. If your eyes aren't where they are need to be, get them there. And if there's something in here that's keeping you and your attitude from seeing all that God has, get that right. Because, my friend, you don't want to miss what God's doing. This church, every day, this, every, from this day forward, all we're going to do is follow Jesus and the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, three in one. I'm just going to follow them. All right, now let me help you with something. I need to set you free. Please, hear this and we're done. I got good news for you. All right, the Holy Spirit is not weird. Can, can you just let that fall on you? I'm sorry that a weird person demonstrated the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is not weird. Okay? If... I just, you need to hear that because, see, I was a little kid that grew up as a Baptist boy, and all the people that had the Holy Spirit were weird. They scared me, man. They looked like a clown at a circus, all right? And I didn't want no part of that stuff. And then I really saw and met the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, every day of my life, all I want to do is walk intimately and take the hand of the Holy Spirit and be filled fresh every day with the Holy Spirit. So we're going we're gonna to follow the Holy Spirit Every day from this point forward and all that he has for us. It might make you uncomfortable. You go, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm good. All right? You may see something the Holy Spirit does and go, I've seen that before. You may see something the Holy Spirit does and go, I ain't never in my life seen that. And that's okay. All right? That's okay. Do you think for a second there was another blind man healed before the first blind man was? Probably not. You know why we don't think so? Because they show me a big deal about that cat. Amen? Trust me. If that had been another one before that, this cat would have never got any ink. <laughs> Tell me that's the truth. They'd have never wrote the second guy down. Never. If you were the first son born in the family, you think, oh, he got everything. Second one, you just got leftovers. All right? They don't, I'm just telling you, that's how it is. They, if that had been another blind man, they'd have wrote about him. All right? Listen to me. God's going to do something new. It's going to blow you away, and you're never going to see. You've never seen it before, but do not run from it. No, it's the Holy Spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit's not weird, and it's okay. All right? He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And he's not a freak, okay? He's not a freak, all right? The Holy Spirit leads us, and he's doing a new thing. I pray you clean your eyes and ears so you can see it and perceive it, and then you jump I mean, you jump with everything you got in on it, and you'd be amazed. You better buckle up, and you'd be amazed at what God does in your life and in the church, all right, in the church. As we come to a time of invitation, I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. Invitation's pretty simple. God did amazing things for us in 16. God's got us on the brink of doing amazing things in 17. But he's looking for a few good men and a few good women. All right. If you're not ready, I pray this morning you get ready. You say, God, I want you to clean my ears so I can hear. 
I want you to wipe my eyes so I can see. I don't want to miss anything you got from me. All right. Get yourself ready. Whatever it is, you get yourself ready. When we stand for invitation, just a second, there'll be people up here that want to pray with you. All right. If you've got something, man, you need to pray about, I mean, if you've got it and you need it to pray, come and get prayed over. Let somebody agree with you. If you need to come to the altar and say, I just need to come down here and wash my ears. I need to wash my eyes. I need to get my heart right so I can, I can be in tune with what he's doing. Whatever God needs to do, whatever the Holy Spirit said to you today, you be obedient to that. You be obedient. Let's stand together. Father, as we're standing this morning, God, I pray the Holy Spirit is in this place. It's a safe place. It's a good place. You're here. Your presence is here. God, that's a great place to be. It's the best place to be. God, we don't want to miss all that you have for us in 17. You did amazing things in 16. You're going to do even more in 17. And God, I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice and those who will listen to the podcast later will get their ears in a place where they can hear you. Get their eyes in a place where they can see you. And get their heart, their spiritual attitude in a place that they can receive you, God. God, help our unbelief today. Move us today. Don't let us just sit there like we came in. God, let us meet with you. Let you change us and make you more like you. God, we love you. This invitation time is yours. May the power of the Holy Spirit move us to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You come if you need to come.